Hey guys, and welcome to the Coffee and Turner Syndrome podcast. My name is Brooke. Pour yourself your favorite cup of coffee, and let's hop into today's episode. Hi guys, welcome back. We have a very interesting one, because we've contacted a naturopath. So, backing up, I, you guys know, have within the last three, four years, really gotten interested in some of the more natural ways of doing things. And I've always, since, I mean, even before I really started trying to change out products I had and stuff like that, always been interested if there was actually a good, feasible option for Turner Syndrome care and treatments in a natural medium, in a more natural way that doesn't look like medications, that doesn't look like synthetic hormones. I've heard of bioidentical hormones, but I don't know very much about that. And I kind of took a leap and actually contacted one in our area to see if they even had heard of Turner Syndrome or had a patient with it before and if they thought it would be a feasible option. So, yesterday I googled naturopaths in my area. If you don't know, a naturopath is a naturopathic doctor. Naturopath is just a little shortened version of it. I found a few naturopathic practitioners near you. Google's trying to help. And I reached out. And today, I woke up to a response. So the gist of what she said is um, she's familiar with Turner Syndrome, but has not treated someone with it before, um, but knows hormone replacement is extremely helpful for those with Turner Syndrome. And she does bioidentical hormone replacement and would be happy to talk with me about it. So that's exciting. I am going to email her back and she said she offers a free 15 minute consult. So we can email her and see what she says when might work for her. (laughs) Okay, we'll see what she says. It says 100. Yes, so the kind of routine that was set up was the patch all month and then the last 10 days, so the time period I would be having my period, progesterone, yes. Okay, so I just got off the phone with the naturopath. That was an incredible first call. Um, she seemed to really understand Turner syndrome actually. She had told me in her email that she had not treated a patient with Turner syndrome before, but she was familiar with it. She knew about it. So none of what I told her was surprising at all. And she seemed to very well understand the dynamics of everything. Um, she was able to look at my medicine with me that I was already on and talk about bioidentical hormones. What she basically told me was, I am already on decent hormones. I'm already on decent versions of bioidentical hormones right now. 
but she might change some of the milligrams or um, adjust the method of delivery. Um, so those were things that we talked about. She said I'd want to do testing first. Um, and so basically <laughs> where we're at is she's going to email me a list of the testing she would want to see before we talked about moving forward with anything and kind of go from there. And then once we went and got all of that, we could look at options. Um, she, it seems like, really specializes in bioidentical hormones and hormone therapy. Um, yeah, it just, it was very encouraging and really, really cool. Um, so I'm really excited. I don't know where this is going to go still because <laughs> naturopathic doctors are not usually covered by insurance. And I don't have insurance that's going to cover an outside network anyways. So the other aspect of this is the financial part of it, right? The cost of going to a naturopath versus a doctor in a hospital that is covered by insurance. Most of the time with a naturopath, you're paying for your own stuff out of pocket, I think, in my understanding. Unless you have a specific, unique setup for medical care. So... That's another interesting part to think about that I will have to kind of decide as I go along what I want to do. Um, that's also going to depend on what stuff we want to work on um, and how frequently things would come up to actually need to do anything that might cost. So yeah, my initial reaction is very, very good. I was very excited. Um, and I feel like I got a whole lot of really good information for moving forward and I understand better now what to do to get a grasp on things. <laughs> so I'm really hopeful for what this could bring. Okay, so now that we've gone over my initial reaction to how the phone call went, I want to talk about the next steps. So moving forward what the next steps look like are pretty basic but are gonna kind of shift how things need to go pretty quickly also once we get results um the first step is the blood work there is a long list of blood work that she wants a long list of levels she wants to see to check where I'm at some of the major ones are estradiol which is estrogen pretty obvious why and I'm actually really curious and excited to see that one because I haven't had that number updated since switching to the patch and progesterone so that could be really good to know and tell us how things are going on that one um, and then FSH follicle stimulating hormone I've had this number done a couple of times um, Basically, it tells you the level at which your ovaries are functioning. If they're responding and all of that, um, mine was very, very high. That's why I was diagnosed with premature ovarian failure. And yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what that one's at also. <laughs> um, other things like um, a vitamin D, vitamin B12, total testosterone, which I don't, I think I've had that number done, but I don't recall off the top of my head, but it was, I don't think it was anything 
outside of normal if I remember, but I'd have to check again. Um, those are the basics. I am going to be very interested to see what it says. So that's my first step is figuring out getting the blood work scheduled and then we go on from there. Um, and then we would go into looking at those numbers and deciding how to move forward with if we are switching me within my regimen at all. So a couple of the ways that she mentioned adjusting things was first with my progesterone, I mentioned she would change the milligrams. She also talked about potentially wanting to add the first 10 days of the month along with the last 10 days of the month. So I would do it on either end of the month instead of just at the end of the month. So based on my levels, that would kind of tell us how to move on with that. Um, she also, for my estrogen, talked about switching me to a pellet, which I'm kind of nervous about the procedure for. I get so... I'm a good patient with it, but I'm squeamish with it. Like, I get nervous. Um, <laughs> I just build up what it's going to feel like in my head so much more than it actually ends up being. Um, so basically there is, it's called a pellet and it, they have one that has testosterone and one that has estrogen. Mine would have estrogen and it would replace the patch. Um, and I think she said it lasts like four to six months typically. And <laughs> you do it that once and then you're good for that while and, um, it's this little estrogen pellet that would be inserted underneath the skin on my hip. And that's the part I'm nervous about if we do decide that that would be good. <laughs> I understand it would be better in a lot of ways and especially if my estrogen levels show it would help. Obviously I'm gonna do it. Um, but <laughs> just thinking about the procedure if we did have to doesn't sound fun. So that'll be interesting. Um, but it would be really nice to not have to think about something every single day or even twice a week. I wouldn't have to set any alarms for anything. Like that'd be so easy, so much less complicated. And obviously that would be a huge benefit to switching to that. <sighs> but yeah. That's an interesting one. Um, the other test that would be very interesting to see the results of that she asked about was what development my ovaries are at. So she actually really knew very well a lot of the ways that the reproductive system could be impacted with Turner syndrome because she asked if I knew what my ovaries looked like and she asked if I knew if I had both or just one and what they looked like and I said I have no idea. Um, I did I did kind of go into the conversation thinking probably my doctors knew and then when I mentioned that to her and she said have you ever had an internal ultrasound? I said no um, but I have had like abdominal ultrasounds and she said a normal ultrasound is not going to typically go deep enough to be able to tell what the ovaries look like. So that makes me feel like we don't know at all what my ovaries look like. And just 
to have more understanding of my body and where it's at and what it's doing, I really would be curious to know. So top priority for testing is the blood work, but that is going to be one. I'm, I am going to have the ultrasound at some point. I just have to figure out getting that done. Um, but I would be very interested to see what that looks like. <laughs> so I left the conversation kind of learning the lesson that I didn't know as much as I thought I did about my own functioning, like I, like I thought. Um, I, I thought I had gotten a much better picture over the last few years, and now I just really am seeing how little I still know. And so those ways are ways that I'm going to work on that, getting those results and everything. But I also, moving forward, really want to start charting things. So I want to start charting my cycle um, and keeping track of that. So not just dates for my cycle, but also like basal body temperature and things like that so that I know more accurately what my body is really doing and how it's really functioning. Um, so I've been watching videos on how to chart because I know the basics of it. Like I've heard a lot about it, but I never saw like step by step how to do it. And I never have really done it before. The most I've ever done has been like tracking a few days of a cycle and then not sticking with it and finishing it. Not being consistent at all and literally just tracking like the days, not anything else. So yeah, that's how I'm gonna move forward. I'm really, really excited to see what she thinks of all of the blood work and everything and to see what that tells us. Um, <laughs> it was a really good first phone call and I'm really excited for the potential for everything here. I feel like this is so much more to go off of for moving forward than I thought before. Um, and I was very, very encouraged with how well she seemed to understand Turner Syndrome. Um, so that was exciting. Um, I will keep you guys updated on everything, of course. I don't know what the timeline of all of it is going to be. I don't know how quickly things are going to continue. Um, it depends on getting blood work done. It depends on all of that. But even just this phone call was really great. So I hope that helped give you... A little bit of understanding of what talking with a naturopath about Turner syndrome issues and specifically hormones and bioidentical hormones might look like and the potential there. If you have any experience with bioidentical hormones in general, it, it, the pellet specifically, I'm really interested to hear experiences with. Um, I'm just really intrigued by the idea and so I would love to hear your stories. If you have any questions for me at all about any of this, please leave them in the comments below. Um, if you have any of your own experiences, I would love to hear it. And yeah, I will take you on the journey of what working with a naturopath for Turner syndrome things and bioidentical hormones really looks like. And I hope it's helpful and interesting. If you want to come along on the journey, click subscribe. And if you are interested in more Turner Syndrome topics, I talk about Turner Syndrome 
all the time. And I would love to have you subscribe and hang out with us. And I will see you guys in the next video. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Coffee and Turner Syndrome. If you would like to support the podcast, I do have listener support set up on Anchor. And if you'd like to leave me a voice message, I would love to hear from you. Don't forget, you can find the video version of this podcast on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash brooktv. Make sure you're subscribed so you see when the next one comes out. And I will see you guys in the next episode.